0: Hi everyone, it's Sunny, and welcome to a new mini-series here on We Gotta Talk, the Healthy Skin Series. In these episodes, we'll be talking about what it takes to get good, glowing skin. Now, I am a certified beauty and skin care freak, and I know personally that good skin is so much more than skin deep. After experiencing bad acne in my 20s and doing everything from Accutane to antibiotics, I realized it was on me to learn as much as I could about my skin and my health. Thanks to an amazing esthetician and some really hard-earned knowledge, I finally cleared things up. And now it's time to share all of that good info and more with you. In this mini-series, you're going to hear from brand founders, experts in the field of beauty and health, and other people who are making news in the world of beauty and skin. I hope you enjoy these people I interview on this series as much as I've enjoyed talking to them. Now, let's talk healthy skin. My friend my former bridesmaid, and <laughs> a physician assistant for the past 12 and a half years at Aesthetic Plastic Surgery of Pittsburgh. Robin Shamil is here to talk all about a neuromodulator, like an injectable that you've probably been seeing all over your social media and reading about all over beauty blogs or wherever you keep up to date, called Daxify. So Robin, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Sonny. It feels weird to talk to you in a professional capacity I know. like this. <laughs> Robin holds all the secrets. Yeah. Um, ooh. Um, okay. So when I reached out to you, I thought it would be cool to really hyper-focus on Daxify because now most people are really familiar with what a a neuromodulator like a Botox or a Dysport does, right? Kind of freezes our face in place. And we've seen a couple of these similar products come out over the past several years, and they've all felt like variations on a theme. But from a consumer perspective, something feels a little different about Daxify. And I'm seeing it, and I'm seeing people I know get it, and they're also claiming different results than, for example, Botox. So I think we should start there. What Daxify is and sort of how it both compares and is distinct from the neuromodulators that we're familiar with, like a Botox or a Dysport? Yeah. So
1: I think it's important. Not everybody knows that there are multiple types of neuromodulators on the market. Of course, everybody comes in talking about Botox because it's the most popular, the most well-known, the longest, uh, longest neurotoxin on the market, right? So everybody asks about Botox, but there's also, like you said, Dysport, Xeomin, and Juvedo. So there's multiple different types of neurotoxins, and I think uh, when patients come in, a lot of times they're asking for Botox. Um, Botox was FDA approved 30 years ago for therapeutic use. Um, it was approved in 20 or in 2002 for cosmetic use. So it has a very long history. Daxify was FDA approved this September, and it is very different than the other neuromodulators. Hmm. One of the main similarities is the core botulinum toxin A is the same across all of the products. The way that it is delivered into the muscle is a little bit different. So Daxify is kind of in a category of its own. So we'll go to that. Botox, Dysport, Zeman, and Javot all contain human albumin and they contain, some of them contain carrier proteins that deliver it to the muscle. What those proteins and human albumin do in, in those products is it protects the neurotoxin to deliver it to the muscle. So in Botox and Dysport and Java, we have carrier proteins, in Xeomin, we do not. And it's often called the naked toxin. So we've seen um, celebrities out there talking about Xeomin um, as- Gwyneth when when your... Paltrow,
0: that means Gwyneth Paltrow. Paltro. <laughs> yes. She was, the,
1: she was right. the spokesperson for them for a long time. So out there talking about it's you know a more natural product, right? Daxify is completely different in the fact that it does not contain human albumin. It does not contain these carrier proteins. Instead, it uses a peptide technology. So it's the first- peptide powered neurotoxin that we've seen on the market and they refer to it as peptide exchange technology so the peptide itself is protecting that neurotoxin and delivering it to the muscle to be utilized so those those are the overall differences on a okay. high level
0: Right. Okay, so that that's really breaks it down. So it's what's yeah. carrying the active ingredient as it were to the area. So what does Correct. a peptide bring to the table as the carrier that say whatever botox has and I think it was a protein you said, yeah. it doesn't. Like what, what's the benefit of that peptide versus the other carriers?
1: So this peptide makes the environment for adherence of the toxin to the neuron, which is what takes it into the muscle. It Puts it in a better position to be absorbed into the neuron. So it's keeping more of that toxin at the membrane of the neuron and uptaking it into the muscle. So, not to get too scientific, but the thought behind this peptide is we're getting more neurotoxin into the muscle. So, we're getting a better smoothing effect. We're getting more longevity with the
0: product due to the ability of more toxin to be delivered. That's interesting, and that's exactly what I heard. And again, this is coming from a sort of consumer perception angle. Yes. The people that we know who have gotten this have been like, "Listen, this stuff sticks." It's like whereas Botox, a lot of people have that recurring or standing appointment every, I don't know, three to four, sometimes five or six, if you're really stretching it. Months. Yeah. Um, tell us how long people are reporting results from Daxify.
1: So what we're seeing, the differences between Daxify with the other neuromodulators, Uh, the other neuromodulators we're seeing two to four months, depending on, you know, your metabolism, how often you work out, do you smoke? Do you have just a genetic predisposition to have a higher metabolism? You're going to burn through that toxin a little faster. Uh, Most people average, I would say, about three to four months. With Daxify in the clinical trials, we saw an average duration of about six months or double the time you typically get with your current neurotoxin. Wow. That's... So that was what clinical trials showed. For right. Us. Okay. Okay. Um, what else, what we are seeing in practice, and I can speak from my own experience, I had it at the beginning of December. Uh, We were one of the first offices to get it in the Pittsburgh area and and across the country. So that was really exciting. Um, I personally noticed more of a smoothing effect, a glow to my skin that I hadn't noticed with other neurotoxins. And um, it set in for me quite a bit faster. So within two days, I was completely frozen in my glabellar. The rest of my face, my forehead around my eyes took about a week to completely set in. Where other toxins that I've used or other neuromodulators that I've used take about two weeks to set in. Now, this can be that same way for most people. Uh, We have some patients it set in fast. We have some patients it took two to three weeks to set in. So everybody's going to be a little bit different in what they see as far as the effect of it.
0: Right, so we're recording this in April, guys. This is the first week in April. You got it in December. Yes. Have you had to get another injection to keep that smoothness, or are you still riding on that one?
1: So for me, I'm at I'm at four months this week. Um, wow. I typically would have been a two to two and a half month person with my previous injectable. So I'm at four months, so almost double the time. And you can see I'm still not moving between my
0: brows. (laughs) That's wild, Robin. This is kind of freaking me out. It's, um, it's, it's noticeably different. I feel like you brought something up that, uh, that I want to hold that thought because I want to, I want to hit on this. I notice that when I get um, a neuromodulator. And I believe that the one that I have most frequently got was Dysport. I haven't gotten since October. So, I mean, I have nearly full range of motion back. I'm on this whole thing. We have to talk offline about this, Rob, but I'm like doing, (laughs) I'm doing a fast on, um, you know, any neuromodulator. I'm like letting my face kind of come back to life and like find out, okay, okay, like where the ring goes. Anyway, we'll talk later about that. Um, but what I notice is this sounds gruesome, but it looks like, I call it corpse face, When people do a lot, it's not only the frozen effect, but it is a lack of luster in the skin that is like, jarring to the eye that I yeah. notice on people and myself even when I get these neuromodulators. So mm-hmm. you said something about Daxify, seeing your skin actually have a little bit of a glow to it. Does it mean it doesn't have like that dead head, like the dead in the bed look kind of like, I mean, it, it, cause I see that or am I not, am I the only one who notices
1: that? I think that some people like that look, you know, there's definitely a difference in, uh, you know, Patients and what what they want to see, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of my patients, I'm a more conservative injector. So I like to have a little natural movement. I like to look normal. I don't like that frozen look where nothing moves and, you know, you start laughing and your face is just kind of frozen and you're laughing, but nothing's moving. It's bizarre. And we feel it, it, it feels too weird for the, too. It feels weird for the
0: person doing it. So yeah.
1: um, what I liked about Daxify was that it gave me the smoothing effect, but I didn't feel that heaviness or that mm-hmm. frozen feel, even though there was more of a smoothing effect.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which, was, okay. which was odd, which was not what I was expecting. Okay. Um, because when it does set in, it is like um, it is strong when it sets in. And then it kind of relaxes. Like, so, is it
0: that feeling like a brick is on your face?
1: It was. So I injected multiple areas of my face. So here, forehead, around my eyes, and I do around my mouth because I clench my teeth. Mm-hmm. So I kind of create this tension here. And I always treat here. This time, <laughs> within a week, I thought, I am not going to be able to speak. I am going to start drooling. And I was in a room <laughs> with a patient and I'm thinking... What am I going to do? If this takes any stronger, I am not going to be able to control my mouth. Robin,
0: this <laughs> is very true. This is like not reading good PR, but keep however, going. Get to, get to the happy however, ending. Okay, the however, however okay. is
1: within the next week, it had completely relaxed and it was just softer and smoother. And I didn't feel that at all after that point. So it's it's like when it first sets in, it feels very tight and very smooth and then it kind of relaxes into it, which is good.
0: Okay. So that's good to know. So we are noticing, and that's what clients or I guess patients are saying too, that longer shelf life. What else are they reporting back of note to you Um, with the exception of, or or in addition to, I should say, the sort of longer period of time that this seems to be lasting. They're like saying like, Robin, listen, this is better or worse than Botox because of X, Y, Z
1: um the so the positive feedback that we're getting is the change in the skin the glow to the skin and the people that see that are loving it some mm-hmm. people are calling me saying I love this product I don't care if it lasts the if the longevity' is there or not I'm not doing a different neuromodulator this is this is it I love it wow. and then we do have some patients that are happy with their previous injectable and I think for many reasons I think um, Of course, there's not one product that's right for everybody, right? Right. You know, we see that in practice with fillers. We see that in practice with the neuromodulators. Some people just get a better effect from one over the other, depending on their muscular movement. So that's expected, right? Mm -hmm. The positive effects, though, that we're hearing are, I love the way my skin looks. I do have a glow and I like the control of motion we are hearing back and now we're getting into month four. We have had some patients have breakthrough movement um, earlier than expected. So Mm a couple of things with movement, and I think this kind of goes back to what you were alluding to with, you know, having a frozen um, appearance. We have to remember with any of these neuromodulators that were injected and then it stays smooth for a while And then we have this kind of curve of return of movement, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like we're injected, it stays that way for six months, and then it's gone. It doesn't work that way. The goal with Daxify and what they were seeing in clinical trials is you have that peak where it's really strong and smooth, and then that curve of movement is just kind of prolonged, right? It's just further out. So Ca- it's like more of a.
0: It's more of a gradual hill.
1: More and- of a gradual hill than mm-hmm. a sharper decline. Got and it. And also with that, when you think about longevity, yep. you are going to have some movement.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: that is normal. I think patients that like absolutely no movement all the time um, may want to be injected more uh, sooner than what would be expected with any of the neuromodulators. Because we have people that come back at two months and say, I'm moving. They're not at their baseline, right? Mm -hmm. There's a difference Mm -hmm. between movement and baseline movement. Mm -hmm. So baseline movement is no toxin on board at all. And movement is normal to have when your neuromodulator is going through the course of its action.
0: Right. right. And, and to be honest, not to get all existential, but I do worry about a world where none of us can express through our faces. You know, right. I've said this not in a joking manner before, but I'm a better parent when <laughs> I don't get Botox because my kids can read my social, like my facial cues. Right. I mean, does this work? I'm so angry. Like, no, you have to, like, <laughs> uh, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Really, you know, there there yes. is something to be said for not only noticing that sort of curve and that decline in the results of Botox or Dacry over time, but appreciating it. Like, this, your face is doing right. what it's supposed to do. Be glad you're not frozen forever. And if you need right. more, you can get more. Right? right,
1: right. Of course. I think also because we are in a, it's still in a learning period with a product. Uh, it's a new product. So Mm -hmm. we're still learning the best way to inject the best way to dose the medication um, and making some changes to appropriately prolong the duration of the product. So again, you know, early stages, we're getting feedback, we're making adjustments. So we're hoping to see more longevity for patients. I think, um, you know, four to six months is probably where we're going to end up with most patients. Mm-hmm. And I think patients will be happy if they're getting more longevity than their previous injectable, yeah. in addition okay. to the positive effects they're seeing.
0: Sure. Let's talk about something you brought up in a previous answer that I think is of of importance is okay. generally speaking, what impacts the longevity of a neuro, neuromodulator? Yeah. So you talked a little bit about exercise. There have long been these like sort of old wives tales of like, oh, I feel like I, you know, we'll talk amongst friends and I'll be like, I feel like my does lasts And it does pretty much like six months. Does, right. Why is that? And why do some people seem to metabolize it faster? Whereas a filler in me might be gone in a month. Right. You know What impacts the longevity?
1: Partially just your, your chemical makeup, I think is part of it. Um, same for me. I go through a neurotoxin really quickly. Filler lasts forever for me. So, you know, I don't know what that um, just inherent chemistry is that causes that breakdown faster for some people. I think outside of that exercise, if you do a ton of HIIT training, if Mm -hmm. you are doing that high intensity cardio, you're boosting your metabolism, right? You're trying to boost your metabolism. So, Mm -hmm. I think it depends on the type of workouts you do as well. Um, And are you fasting? Are you, you know, trying to get your metabolism to burn faster. You're gonna burn through your neurotoxin faster as well.
0: Hmm. Sounds like I need to work out more. <laughs> <laughs> Just Pilates is not kicking it in the ear for me. Um okay so any counterindications for Daxify? Is there anyone out there who should not try this? So with any with any neuro neurotoxin, we're
1: talking about pregnancy and breastfeeding are two huge ones. Uh, we get a lot of questions on that and people are, you know, they w- are in disbelief, um, or maybe just denial that they can't get it while pregnant or breastfeeding, but it is not advised. There are no studies that give us enough feedback to know what the repercussions or effects could be on a fetus or a baby. So that is not advised. Um, if you've had any facial paralysis, uh, I probably would not inject a patient either. Or if you have any allergic responses to any of the components in the injectables, then that would not be advised either.
0: Okay. Interesting. And talk about the spaces on the face or the places on the face where you're using this. Is this all in the same spots that we would be using a disport Botox? Ju- was it Juvo? Is that what you said? Juvo.
1: Yeah. Juvo. Yeah. Tell yeah. us where. So Uh, A lot of people ask about FDA approval of the areas. Mm -hmm. So for Daxify, the study and the FDA approval was for the glabella region, which is what we talk about in this area. And tell Um, us
0: where for people who are listening.
1: So the muscles that push your brows together here and kind of, I can't move mine, but the ones (laughs) that pull down, push together, cause these wrinkles, the frown lines, the intense look, um, that's the glabella region. And that is where it is. FDA approved for. That does not mean that we don't inject it off label in other areas like every other injectable on the market. Mm -hmm. Other areas where uh, Botox has FDA approval for the lateral canthal lines around the eyes or crow's feet and also the forehead, we use all of the injectables in these areas. The other area we use it a lot in our practice is the muscle that pulls the corner of the mouth down called the DAO, also in the chin or mentalis. So it's this motion and that motion. Oh, yeah.
0: What's it? the the speckled chin?
1: Yes. What is that? that we, we always <laughs> put some in Dallas. there. Uh, we put some there too because it's important. I'm always surprised when people come in and say they've never had it in those areas because we talk about facial balancing. And mm-hmm. so if you're making this look nice and smooth and bright, but you're So tense down here because nothing else is moving. Now you're creating more wrinkles here. Yeah. So that's an area it can be injected as well, and the neck bands too. Yeah.
0: Oh yes, the neck bands. Okay. And the upper lip
1: lines for people that do that a lot have smokers lines there. We can inject a little along that area as well to prevent
0: tension. And this is something that obviously someone would come in and we're, we're doing this on a subjective sort of per patient basis, Correct. Not everybody is going to need everything. Not everybody
1: needs all of those
0: areas. No. Right. Sure. It's funny. You say what you just said about the movement of the face. And again, this is, I'm not an expert, but I noticed that when I am talking with someone or even myself, if I've had my disport recently, like the face wants to move and it's going to find a yes. way to move. And that's yes. why I feel like yes. in the beginning days of Botox, when it was just happening in the forehead and the brow area, we were seeing the bunny lines in the, here and the, uh, you know, like, because yes. the face is gonna, is gonna want to move. Yes. So it's going to find a way. So it seems yes. like what, what I'm hearing you say is the solution to that is maybe a little bit in other places, but then don't you feel like your whole face is frozen?
1: I am a conservative injector, like I've Mm -hmm. said. So I'm not, it's, it's not about paralyzing the muscle. It's about decreasing the tension in the muscle for me. So when a patient comes in and they're talking about, I don't want any movement, to your point, if you eliminate movement in one area, the muscles are going to try to compensate in other areas. So Mm -hmm. then we start to see sometimes in the forehead, people start pulling way up here and get these lines up here. Maybe they never had before. So it's, I kind of like to address the muscles that we are the strongest Mm -hmm. with a little more um, higher dose. And then the areas where we just want a softening effect or a decrease in that tension in the muscle, I go a little bit lighter. So this is an area Mm -hmm. for most people Um, people want to move. They want to be able to smile. They want to be able to talk. They want to be able to yell at their children and make faces. So you don't want to freeze it. You just want to decrease the tension and give a softening effect.
0: Right. Okay. This is all very encouraging as, you know, People are becoming sort of more interested in, and want to say delaying the aging process, but sort of yeah. softening its effects over time. Yeah. It feels like there are a lot more options out there for people who want to do that, and this is this is part of it. Yes, yes, yeah, and it's exciting. It's yeah, it's. Happen. I always say, listen, if I weren't doing what I'm doing, I would want to do what you're doing. <laughs> I would need a lot of medical training. It's so fun. It is so fun. It is oh so my fun. gosh. I remember when you were going to school for this, and I was like, you know, this feels like a smarter decision than the path that I'm on. And lo and behold, you're still at <laughs> it. And about I, that. I, had to, I, don't know. I had to quit my job over it. I here. don't know about that. Oh, um, tell us quickly before we wrap. And then I want to just get a couple other aesthetic questions in with you, too. But um, sure. the cost versus a Botox.
1: On average, it is about 50% more um, okay. than Botox. So you can expect to pay a premium price for it um, because it is new technology, because it does use uh, the peptide exchange technology. This is all something new. And so there is a premium cost to it. Um, I can say most patients are not saying no based on cost. A lot of my patients are excited to try something new, excited to see a difference. Um, and see if they're getting a little more longevity and just a better effect overall
0: in their mm-hmm. skin with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's it's yeah. like you said, and it seems like things are lasting a little longer. So if there's one way to look at that cost, it's sort of spread over a longer period of time. Correct. Um, do you feel like this is just something that I've been thinking about? Do you feel like Robin, there's ever going to be a kickback on like a going in the opposite direction of all these aesthetic treatments and things that? we've been learning we can do to alter our appearance and you know we're impacted by social media and filter use i mean like we're we're headed in a direction now that Forces people to see their faces in ways yeah. and at angles that we never had to before. Do you ever yeah. think that there's going to be a turn in the other direction? And someday people can be like, listen, I'm so sick of looking at myself. You know, shoot, I'm just done. We're going to yeah. just let the aging process happen. Do you think that's going to happen? I don't think so.
1: You no, know, no, too, I don't think so. I've been doing many. this so long and it's progressively, you know, changed. We're very lucky, I think, that we have these options and ability to keep ourselves looking healthier. You know, Mm -hmm. I think maybe we'll go a little more in that direction of just kind of maintaining the healthiest appearance we can and the healthiest skin we can, um, as opposed to looking freakish, which I'm hoping because that's not the like, the look that I like to give or I like for myself. So um, I think it's about being healthy. I think if we can um, decrease the amount of aging over time and just look better as we live longer. I think it's really important. And I have patients in their eighties that have been doing this They've been doing Botox since it came out. Um, and they're still doing skin treatments, you know, microneedling with radiofrequency laser treatments um, all of these things, because when they look in the mirror, they feel younger and they have more energy and they feel better about themselves.
0: Right. Right. So
1: these are women that are still in the working force that are still running companies. I have a lady that's in her mid eighties running a business. And she said, I'm so vibrant and I have so much energy because when I look in the mirror, I don't look 85.
0: Yeah, that there is such something so important to that, and I think like we all have our moments. I know that I certainly do. I mean, clearly, I'm gonna I'm gonna Botox freeze right, like no pun intended. I'm in like pause, I'll pause, on Botox yeah. right now, and I. I I think, um, I think what the key is, because we're only going to get more technologically advanced, we're only going to have more options, more skincare products, more treatments, is that every woman or person who chooses to opt in to the beauty machine really needs to have a long, hard think about what your expectations are, what your boundaries are, and to have that be influenced only by you. Because when we start to do things in order to look like the filter or that person we see on Instagram or that person we know, you know, personally, that's when the problem comes in. And, and it's just like, it's so not a black and white issue. But I, I, I think about this a lot because raising kids in this world who will be more image conscious than ever, I think it's, huh, it's hard. You know, you want to want them to walk that fine line between being proud of who they are and how they look. And I think it is so important to maintain our individual aesthetic, right. As we go, like we were born looking different and that's okay, but also kind of dipping our toe into things that make us feel better or feel like we look better. And, and there is such a psychological component to it that I I think cannot be ignored. It's not like we should just be going and like shooting up our face and like whatever there's. Right. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Tell us one more thing, Robin, before we wrap up here, good skincare that can help yeah. us extend and prolong the effects of these, of these um, injections. Give us a, a basic sort of run through.
1: I think it's really important to know that there are multiple modalities that kind of need to be utilized to, to give you the best improvement in your skin quality. Mm-hmm. So people come in and say, what's one thing I can do? There's not really necessarily one thing. You know, Mm -hmm. the injections are part of that piece, but taking care of your skin is the other piece. So using good medical grade skincare, an antioxidant growth, uh, like a growth uh, factor serum or something Mm -hmm. with peptides and growth factors in it, retinols, retin-A, sunblock. These are all things that can be utilized. You do not need to have 12 steps for your morning or evening routine, but you do need a couple key components. And I think an antioxidant, retinol, and a sunblock are super important. If you don't want to use retinol, because a lot of people are sensitive, people live in different areas of the country, there's a lot of sun exposure, um, then a growth factor serum or something with peptides in it is going to help make your skin look more youthful, smoother, and just give you a positive effect with your injectable. So mm-hmm. they're going to complement each other and helping you to look fresher, younger, yeah softer.
0: Yeah. I love a peptide. I feel like I'm just coming to discover their powers for my skin. I yes. have a couple good, good products that I lean on for that. Okay. Yes. um. Well, Robin, you have been a joy. Is there anything else embarrassing you want to share about me before we wrap up or any other beauty? Fa- <laughs> We've been through a lot of beauty phases and life phases we together. Have. And look We've lived we through are. many, many hair colors together, many boyfriends. Yeah.
1: We're both darker now. I miss the blonde once in a while. Oh my God. You're
0: such a cute blonde too. I secretly hope that one day you go back just for a little while. What do you think?
1: Maybe some highlights.
0: Some I'm, highlights. I'm at my
1: natural... You know what I found, son, is my natural Italian roots um, <laughs> tend to actually be the best. Who knew? Who knew? All these years
0: I've been trying to cover it up. Oh my and, God. Same. Oh my God. Do you remember I used to dump like a bunch of brown dye on my head? Because I was like, I just... I'm so sick of people thinking I'm stupid because I'm blonde, and that was horrible. And the overblonde was horrible. I went through this whole phase where I, I remember my bleached eyebrow phase. How about god. the
1: eyebrows?
0: I mean, we've You're, lived you have through, great eyebrows. Well, I had to let them grow back. You know, we were yeah. we were hitting the streets with our like thin brows back in the early 2000s. It was we not were. pretty. Oh no. my god. Oh my God, get a good growth serum for those two. (laughs) Um, Okay, Robin, um, tell us where we can find you on on social media because guys, Robin is really great about giving everyone sort of a peek behind the scenes. If you're in the Pittsburgh area, cannot recommend her highly enough, or even sort of like the tri-state area, East Ohio, Northern West Virginia, Southwest PA. Tell us where we can find you and where we can learn more about how to work with you.
1: So you can find me on Robin Did My Face on social media, which was actually your idea. So
0: Great. Thanks, Sunny. I said, Robin, you got to get on social. You're so beautiful and you have so much knowledge to share that people are going to want to. So yes, guys, please do follow. Her. You, you you have been doing so much really great sort of behind the scenes content. Thank you, Sunny. Yeah. Okay, Robbie, you're the best. Love you. Thank you. Love you too. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of We Gotta Talk. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and follow along on Instagram at Sunny Abada, S-O-N-N-I. A-B-A-T-T-A. All of the latest blog posts are at wegotatalk.com slash blog.